Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle. I'm a holistic human design health coach, and this is a space for human design and spiritual journey. It's not about being a master of your emotions, rather mastering the tools to self-regulate, to awakening yourself and remembering who you are. Human design changed my life about five years ago, and I've been learning and teaching the system ever since. This podcast is human design meets spirituality meets astrology. You don't have to have a belief system to be here, just an open mind and curiosity. This is a journey of meeting yourself and awakening to your infinite potential. Now, let the magic begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Mastery Podcast. This week would normally be the transit update with Jesse Eccles. However, we could not get our schedules to sync up. We are really going to try. We have one option for one day next week, but um, we haven't solidified it. So I'm going to do the transit report solo. I know it's not going to be the same, but I wanted to get at least a broad overview of the transits for the month, because I know that some of you that listen definitely find this episode to be supportive for the month. So I know Jesse brings some beautiful insights and information, but this month you are going to get me. And then we'll be back to our regular um, double episode, Jesse and I, for next month for the transit updates. So we have made it through this eclipse portal, this eclipse season. And I don't know about you, it's been wild like so interesting for all the things that have come up so much has come up around relationships there's like one specific theme that like continues to come up and i've been going through the tbm unblocked money because i feel like this month has been very challenging when it comes to money i for most of this year have been good i've been feeling abundant and excited and magnetizing things in and then it's this interesting thing where I feel more magnetic in relationships now and money seems to be a little bit scarce, scarce, however you say the word scarce, right? And so it's really looking at this concept that I have, this self-concept that I can't have both. And so I've really been digging into that. And of course, with all the themes of Libra, Venus, right? And then Taurus, of course, with the full moon in Taurus. And now we're in Scorpio season and Scorpio Taurus is the axis of love or sorry of money and sex right it's the love money sex axis and so a lot of these things are coming up of course look at your individual chart i'm a taurus sun and a mercury in taurus which is the opposite of scorpio scorpio is always a little bit intense for me my earth energy so in human design that top right sign symbol it's like a circle with like an um uh not a cross, um, but it's like a circle with not an X, but a T, I don't know, whatever, Um, (laughs) with that sign in it. If you're looking on YouTube, it's got like a, I guess a T in it. Um, But anyway, that symbol is your earth energy. It's one below the sun. The sun is a circle with a dot in the middle. So whatever that is, is going to be the opposite of your sun. So if your sun is in 24 degrees of Taurus, then your earth is going to be 24 degrees of Scorpio, Um, Gemini, Sagittarius, Aries, Libra, um, Cancer, Capricorn. Did I say Gemini, Sagittarius? I believe I said that. Leo, Aquarius, Virgo, Pisces, Libra, Aries. Yeah. So that's <laughs> those are the opposites. Aries, Libra, Taurus, Scorpio, Gemini, Sagittarius, Cancer, Capricorn, Leo, Aquarius, Virgo, Pisces. So the opposite is always going to hold lessons for it. So for me, being a Taurus sun and so much, everything like in my chart, like always comes points back to my 10th house Taurus energy. So there's a lot of lessons there to be seen. And of course, Scorpio again, holds those lessons for it. And so I feel really activated during Scorpio season. 
and if I'm not grounded in my energy, because your earth energy is also where you, we need to be grounded in order for our sun to shine, right? So when you look at the gate of that energy, so for me, it's 43, Gate 43, and we're going to, a lot of planets are moving through gate 43 this month, but gate 43 is the gate of insights, right? It is that channel of the genius freak is what they call it. It's a projected channel. So it needs to be invited to share its insights. It gets insights, but the shadow is deafness, right? So if we're not listening, if we're too much in our head, if we're not finding stillness, literally the noise can be deafening sometimes if we're not open, right? If we think that we know everything, which is a shadow of the Ajna, if we think that we know everything, we can't be open to the truth, right? And so really being aware of that shadow. And again, like I said, Scorpio season usually holds a lot of shadows and a lot of lessons for me. And so it's already, <laughs> it's already been a little bit challenging. It's showing me a lot that I need to move through and a lot that I need to work through. And a lot of times I feel like for me, sometimes my biggest challenge is the aligned action piece because I so often feel almost betrayed by my body and that I know that emotions are energy in motion, right? I know that anxiety is something is showing me something. It's trying to keep me safe, right? It's sort of that red flag, that internal red flag, And I also know that it's coming from trauma and I also know that I'm safe, right? And so it's really moving through that. And so anxiety has been coming up a lot for me over the last couple of weeks. And I always show up and do the thing anyway. I've always been like that. But there's also a piece where sometimes I do avoid things, right? Where it's like, even if something little, like getting on the phone with somebody or meeting up with somebody and I feel a little bit anxious. And and so I would say 95% of the time I show up, but there is a 5% where I want to be want to feel more safe in my zone and not do the thing. But it's only through doing the thing and showing ourselves that we're safe that we can actually rewire and change our neural pathways. It's amazing to do the work, right? Limiting beliefs, subconscious beliefs are instilled through repetition and emotion, typically through that zero to seven year age group, age gap, <laughs> age phase, which is so important. I mean, we hear about it in Gene Keys, human design, astrology, psychology. I mean, there's so much. I don't remember who said it, but it was like some old <laughs> psychologist said, show me a child between zero and seven and I'll show you the man, right? Because our experiences through that that time really shape who we are as adults. And so it takes this, this conscious effort, this conscious work. And again, we're rewiring. We're trying to teach ourselves that we are safe, If you follow me on Instagram, if you've been listening, we are doing a Reset and Embrace three-month coaching container that begins on Sunday, uh, November 5th, so this coming Sunday. I'll leave the link if you want to join. Um, It's going to be amazing, and a huge core piece of that is regulating your nervous system so that you know that you're safe, so that you can actually really do this work. Because if we don't know that we're safe, it's really hard to show up and do the work because having a regulated nervous system is everything, right? Of course, there are there's a whole checklist that I go through my head. Am I sleeping enough? Am I eating good? Am I moving my body? Is my nervous system regulated? Like there's a whole thing, but it's so important to have that regulated nervous system. And so just a lot of that stuff has been coming up for me when it comes to anxiety and understanding where that comes from. Like if I'm nervous, sometimes I can't like think straight. And again, I feel like my body betrays me. Like like I, I get a little bit shaky, right? And I don't want the person to see that I'm like nervous because it's like, it's almost like I know me as my higher self isn't anxious, right? It's, it's okay. And I know that I always show up in situations and I know that it's always going to be fine. But I think it's the physical manifestation of the anxiety 
where it's like my body is literally betraying me and giving me away that I'm anxious. And that's where I get hung up, right? And so I'm really doing that work to just like breathe and not to not to dismiss that I'm anxious, telling myself like, hey, I'm anxious. My body's really anxious. My heart is racing right now. Like all the things, giving it awareness and giving it attention. And then also just reminding myself like, I am confident. I am magnetic. I got this. I am calm. Like all those things to like move through it. So that's sort of it what's been coming up um, over the last couple weeks. And it could be a combination of eclipse season, and as we'll see, we've got a lot um, going on with a Uranus is in the 10th house. So it's right on top of my sun. So there's just a lot of things going on, which is where astrology and human design, having this knowledge and tracking it is so helpful. And also it doesn't invalidate the actual experiences. It doesn't invalidate the things that we're experiencing. Like if I'm having anxiety and I'm really anxious in a situation, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, it's because Uranus is on my son in the 10th house. And that's why I can't show up right now. And OK, like it doesn't invalidate what I'm actually experiencing. Right. But it is so helpful in reflection, in understanding, and all those things. So it really is a beautiful thing to have this knowledge. Holistic Human Design Academy is now also open for enrollment, like permanently. It's not going to be. It's not going to be going through um, as a container as a group. So you can join at any time. The link for that is down below. You're going to be added to a WhatsApp group. We're going to have constant accountability, um, where you can ask all of your questions. We'll have a live Q and A, and then a live guest speaker every month. And you're going to have lifetime access, all of the things um, that were benefits before. It's just going to be channeled into now you can sign up anytime. It's still going to be, it is self-paced, but it's it's still going through a drip. So I say self-paced in the fact that you can sign up anytime. But when you sign up, you will get um, a weekly because it is a lot of content. Um, it's a lot of information. It's really transformational. It's really powerful. And so I really, really believe in this program. Um, but I'm just switching it up and testing it out and seeing how this works um, and then reassess afterwards because I'm a 6'3 and I'm always trialing and erring everything and seeing how things work. So with all of that being said, I'm going to try and do this in order. Um, so we're just going to go with it. So this month, we have our very first, um, but on the third, we have the sun opposite Jupiter. And so the sun is in Taurus opposite Jupiter in, no, the sun is in Scorpio opposite Jupiter in Taurus. Jupiter is expansion. It's abundance. It's the optimistic planet. It's the guru planet. But there's also a little bit of judgment in there as well, right? And so oppositions are sort of like squares in that they are challenges, but they are a little less challenging and they typically come from outside of us, right? So again, this money, sex, axis, whatever we are experiencing in the sun's energy, Jupiter is going to expand on that. We also have Venus, which is opposite Neptune. Venus is the planet of love, values, art, morals, beauty, sense, sensuality, right? Sex, relationships, all those things. And Neptune in Pisces is delusional, right? It can kind of give us those rose-colored glasses where we're not seeing the full picture. And so this can be really great for romance because we're not going to see maybe all of the things that um, uh, I don't want to say we're not seeing all the red flags, which could be the case, which if you are in a relationship or anything like that, maybe wait for this specific aspect to move away um, before you commit or whatever it is so that you can have all the information. But this can be a really, it, Venus is in uh, Virgo and Virgo is, can be judgmental. It can be critical. It's also organized. It likes things a certain way. And so Venus being expressed in that is a little bit different than like Venus being expressed in Taurus or Libra um, or even like Gemini, right? And so that aspect is happening on the third. And 
We have Mercury opposite Uranus on the fourth. And so again, Mercury is communication. It is intellect and Uranus is anxiety. It's shock. It's unpredictability. It's truth. It's all these things. And so it's, we can never really quite predict how Uranus is going to manifest. And so it's really hard to, to say, but we might be expressing ourselves in um, unpredictable ways. We might be just kind of maybe not thinking about the things, or we may feel anxiety of the mind where we can't quite get clarity in our mind. And so we're just kind of like spinning and going over and over and over again. Um, those type of things may be coming up. We also have Jupiter in gate 24. And gate 24 is in the Ajna, but it's also, its shadow is addiction in that it ruminates. It goes over and over and over and over things from the past, right? In an, in an, in an addictive way. And it could be to substances because, of course, Jupiter um, also rules, is co-ruler of Pisces. And Pisces is codependence, addiction, all the things. Um, and Jupiter expands whatever it touches on. I personally have Jupiter in Pisces in my eighth house. And so for me, all those things like substances, alcohol, sex, like all these things can become very addictive. Um, they can be expanded on. And of course, Jupiter is always optimistic. And so I always say like sometimes the things that I've been through in my life, I just sort of like have always been a little bit optimistic about the situation, like knowing this too shall pass. Of course, it doesn't invalidate the actual experience. Like I've, you know, had moments where I'm very down and whatever, but there's always something that keeps me going um, and expands on things and makes me feel a little bit uh, optimistic about it, I guess. And Jupiter also rules Sagittarius. And then we have on the 8th, Venus moves into Libra and Venus rules Libra. And so Venus is co-ruler. Venus rules Taurus and Libra. Taurus is the feminine expression. Libra is the masculine. Libra is a masculine um, cardinal air sign. And so it's super social. It's, of course, all about the mind. Any air sign can be a little bit detached when it comes to its emotions. Um, but Venus expressed through Libra is just a little bit more refined. It's a little bit more concerned about its self-perception or how people perceive it. Um, it is very artistic. And so the way it expresses um, through itself, right? It's it's aesthetic, um, attention to detail type of energy. Um, but Venus rules Libra. So this is a happy placement for Venus. Venus likes to be here. And then we have on the 10th, Mercury moves into Sagittarius. Sagittarius is optimistic. It's in its detriment here because Mercury rules Gemini and also Virgo. Um, but moving into Sagittarius, Mercury, Sagittarius is optimistic. It's like the gypsy, it's travel, it's education, it's philosophy, all those things. And so Mercury being here, Sagittarius is a little bit more like the philosopher, right? Whereas Mercury is sort of, I always think, especially Mercury and Gemini, I think of like as the fool in the tarot deck, right? It's youthful. It's, it's, it's curious. It's a little bit naive in that sense. And so Sagittarius is just a little bit more, has a little bit more depth, depth to it than that, right? And so there can be a little bit of friction in, in this area, um, but I kind of like Mercury and Sagittarius, right? Expressing on all things that are f philosophical and spiritual and religious and learning and all the things because the mind, Mercury, the mind, intellect, right? Like it likes to learn. Um, and so, of course, being the opposite of Gemini, it's going to hold some lessons in there as well. On the 22nd, we have the sun moving into Sagittarius. And so again, I just went over Sagittarius, um, the gypsy. Sagittarius can actually procrastinate a little bit, which can then cause, this is a shadow, and it can actually cause some 
um, anxiety or judgment on, on the self. It's really into sports and gambling, right? Because it's ruled by Jupiter. And so it's expansion, it's luck, it's optimistic. It's like all these things. So it loves to do those types of things. Again, the traveling Sagittarius rules the ninth house. Um, Sagittarius is a mutable, mutable fire sign. Um, and so it is changing. It's shifting. It's It's got this sort of like mutable energy. It's always moving. Um, and so ninth house is, is long distance travel and education, so noticing like where you have, what you have in these signs in your chart. And then on the 24th, we have Mars moving into Sagittarius. So this is fire on fire. So there's always a little bit of intensity when we have fire on fire signs. Mars is the warrior, right? Mars is the fighter. And so being in Sagittarius in, you know, travel and education, it's going to always, it's going to be wanting to take action on all these things. And then that's, yeah, that's all of the ingresses, that's planets moving signs. We also have Jupiter. So again, like I said, Jupiter starts out the month in gate 24, which is the gate of addiction. Um, it's, it's the shadow. And then on the 26th, it moves into gate 27. And gate 27 is in the sacral pointing towards the spleen. And so this whole channel is just about, um, it's like the mother energy, right? It wants to nourish, it wants to take care of. And so, of course, the shadow more so on gate 50 is the the fear of responsibility. But gate 27 plays a big part in that nourishing, um, in that like mother archetype type of energy. And so, Jupiter is in retrograde, so it's moved back into gate 27, and then it's going to move forward into gate 24 again. But of course, gate 27, this is a Taurus gate. Um, and so we think about Taurus, it's grounded, it's sensual, all about the senses, right? It's all about all that like material, the body, the physical. And so this is like physically taking care of another, right? Physically nourishing someone um, in all those in all those ways. And the sacral life force energy, workforce energy, sexuality, fertility. So it is maternal in that sense where it is it is coming out of a center that is very much about fertility um, and, and things like that. And sex, of course, because Taurus is part of the sex access. Um, so we have that. We have on the fourth, uh, no, kind of backtracking a little bit. <laughs> I skipped over the moon. So when Jesse and I talk, we're a little bit more structured. I'm going off. You might have to piece it together. <laughs> <laughs> but I will have them listed out in the show notes in order. Um, if you're watching YouTube, my my video just went out and we are back up. Okay. Uh, so on the fourth, Saturn stations direct in Pisces. It is at zero degrees of Pisces now. And I talked about Saturn and Pisces back when it like first moved into Pisces. Saturn restricts anything that it, it touches, right? So Pisces is super spiritual. I see this as really like a lot of these spiritual-based businesses as Saturn moves into Pisces, it's sort of like get your shit together, get some systems in place, get some structure, like let's let's get serious about this instead of just like floating off in the ethers and just hoping that people are going to come to you, right? It's like it's the practical, it's the logical sort of aspect of it. Saturn rules Capricorn, Capricorn likes to work, right? However, I do see Saturn as a little bit softer in Pisces because Pisces just calls for that, right? And so Saturn is sort of like it's Kronos, right? But it's it's the judge, it's like the 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 elder. And so I sort of see it like coddling Pisces a little bit within that, but still pushing it to get its shit together and to get organized and to put systems in place. And since Saturn has been in Pisces, even myself, like just getting a little bit more structured at the back end and a little bit more logical about how I'm like promoting and marketing and things like that. Like even just today, somebody um, gifted me a Facebook ads 
course. And so it's just like, it's those sort of practical things, especially if we're looking from the lens of spirituality and businesses and things like that, like the practical things that are actually going to move the needle because it's just great to trust the universe that it's going to bring you what it's going to bring you. And it is going to bring you what it's going to bring you, but you also can't be receptive. You can't receive if you don't have the six systems and structures in place to actually hold space for what's coming to you. So Saturn going direct on the fourth um, is, again, having it move forward. Uh, uh, any retrograde energy is sort of this time to like pause and reflect. And so now we're, we're getting that forward movement again through Pisces. So those themes might be coming up again. On the 13th, we have our new moon in Scorpio. New moons are intention setting energy, manifestation energy. They're always a six month period. So any new moon or any full moon, if you journal, which I always recommend people journal, 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 like it's so helpful. I love it. But like looking back um, into the new moon in Taurus and seeing what you were manifesting then and what's come up now. Um, and again, we know Scorpio is deep, it's dark, it's sex, it's intensity, it's passion, but it's also alchemization and transformation. And so I literally, I just put a, uh, a story up yesterday as I was like trick-or-treating. Um, I was thinking about that too. It's like, it's just interesting that Halloween, this holiday that um, I air quoted it, that, that that's this commercial holiday where we push candy and alcohol, things that truly disconnect us from ourselves and numb us from ourselves, bring up the shadows, make, maybe make us that we don't feel good. We feel out of our body. We're not making the best decisions, putting that in a time where we're moving through Scorpio, right? We're moving through this Scorpio energy where we can pull up all those shadows in a really deep and intense way. But Scorpio is also beautiful in that we can alchemize and transform our lives if we're leaning into this energy and really facing the things that are coming up. They're not all going to be comfortable because that's Scorpio. And Scorpio is also a little bit secretive. So what secrets are coming up now too, right? Um, and so setting intentions for the next six months during this new moon cycle. The moon is also going to be, this new moon cycle is going to be conjunct Mars and opposite Uranus. So this opposition to Uranus is just going to bring us a lot of possibly anxiety, unpredictability. Again, this is that sex, body, material, um, access, money access. And so all of these things will be coming up. Mars is probably going to be pushing us to take some action. Um, again, that warrior fighter energy, it wants to move, it wants to do something, it rules Scorpio. Um, and so it is at home here. But there just might be some things coming up there. We also have on let me see what day it is on the 17th of November. Um, the sun is in conjunction with Mars. And this doesn't happen that often. So of course, we are the we're shining a light on all of these things that we want to take action on, right? Mars is more like an immature energy. It is sort of like our it, yeah, our immature, like naive energy. So when we think about the co-rulers of Scorpio, Pluto is more like that really deep, like underbelly in the womb type of aggression, right? Type of energy. Like anger is a healthy emotion. And if we don't have something to fight for, you know, like it, it is it is a healthy <laughs> A healthy thing to be angry. There are different types of anger, right? But Pluto is really, really, really deep. It could be like ancestral. It can be something that you're that's stored so deeply in your DNA and your genetic coding, right? Whereas Mars is not as deep as that, right? It is sort of the reactionary, like immature energy where it's like you say something like, I'm just going to come back at you, right? And not just like the brewing underbelly of all the um, aggression that, that that's been stewing. So that's the difference between those two. 
But of course, the sun is going to shine a light on it. And so we may find people with maybe short tempers kind of reacting to things without thinking through. So just being aware around the 17th, if this is coming up for you, breathe, take a moment before you react and respond. And then we have the full moon on the 27th. The full moon is in Gemini um, and it's going to be opposite Mars and any opposition. Of course, we're going to find maybe some frustration, maybe some frustration and anger coming from outside sources. But full moons are time to release, to shed. So looking back on the new moon, like what intentions you set and then just like releasing anything and sort of like stepping into the energy of what you're calling into during this full moon cycle. That is like in a nutshell what's going on this month. The sun is, I mean, every, you know, we're having planets move through gates, but if Jesse and I get to do a more in-depth episode by next week, it'll be out. Uh, but otherwise, that is my solo version of the transits for this month. So I hope that you find it supportive. We will be back doing the um, co-hosting this this specific episode for December. But again, again, I hope it was supportive. I hope you found use out of it. Um, you can go to astro.com and get your astrology chart, uh, genetic matrix. You can go to my website. You can go to Jovian Archive. There's so many different places that you can get your human design chart just so you can track and see what's going on. Um, I also do a handful of astrology transit updates, uh, astrology human design transit updates monthly. So if that's something you're interested in as well, you can email me. Um, my email address is in the show notes, but it's Rochelle at RochelleChristian.com. So you can inquire about that there. And then Holistic Human Design Academy is open for enrollment. Uh, Reset and Embrace starts on Sunday, um, our kickoff call. And then you can do a one-on-one -on -one session. Um, if you're feeling like you need extra support, you want to really understand human design astrology, maybe you've been listening for a while and you're like, okay, I want to know what my chart has to say about me. You can book that below. Um, get on the Mastery Mondays newsletter. I put those out every single Monday. And just share with a friend if you find these episodes um, supportive because it really, really does help. You can catch watch most of these on youtube um that's at emotional mastery podcast on youtube and then follow me on instagram tiktok it's at rochelle.christian again everything is down the show notes so i will catch you next week possibly with a um, episode with jesse but again if not it'll be next month but i hope that you enjoy the week and you are resetting your nervous system after the eclipse season it may or may not have been intense for you depending on what your aspects look like but I thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week.